It's 8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. A lot of local good with Fernal Monument Boys basketball team moving on to the grade 8. Montrose girls moving into the grade 8. Plateau Valley boys. Saying, hey, Fruta, 25 and 0 is pretty good, but 20 and 0 is not bad either. They're 20 and 1 on the season for Plateau Valley, but then Wildcat boys are 25 and 0. You also uh, have the Maverick basketball teams that swept this weekend at Highlands and CSU Pueblo. Both are in first place. We'll talk with Mike DeGeorge and Taylor Wagner coming up in the 9 o'clock hour as they go to Westminster tomorrow night. First time this year, all three of our NASCAR picks finished the same race. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I did not finish uh, dead freaking last, nope. which I'm glad glad that that was the case. Yeah. I did watch a little bit of the race yesterday. He finished. He got across the line. So that's good. That's something. That's a start. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. It's small victories, Buckeye. Hey, you got to walk before you can run. Small you victories. Know. You got to finish the race yeah. before you have you start a top 10 top finish. Top 10, start winning. Yeah, just got to get around the track. I'm with you. Got to start somewhere. There was the court storming at Wake which has made Duke coach Sean Shire not very happy, wants court storming banned. I, I don't know how that, I don't know how you keep that from happening. And I, I'd like to look and see, does the SEC penalties, their three-tiered penalties. Does it know, apply to basketball? Well, yeah, it or does. Is it it's, basketball? It's basketball. Okay. Has I, it, I knew they had. Has football. it helped? Has it helped the SEC? Do we oh, have, do we yeah. see, do we have a, lesser number of court storming field storming incidents be, because they have the first time offender second time third time offenses I, what the the big the most punitive one the the third time is five hundred thousand dollars has it helped i don't know is that something the acc needs to look at my question is is how does a college student who runs up and down the court takes charges bangs into other college basketball players who are finely tuned athletic machines, hurt his ankle with some second-year literature major running into him. I can't believe we won. It's very much Al Cervic feeling. I mean, ah, my arm. Kostelopowski's a big dude. It's not like he's a a 5'10 guard or something. He's a a big guy. Some 5'7", 135 North Carolina, Asheville I, resident. I said, I don't know all the details of Filipowski and what blows into all Phil- I know is he hurt his ankle. Filipowski. He got ran into, injured his ankle, and John Shire is not a happy guy. Because they lost, mm-hmm. but also his his best player got hurt after you, they lost. You know how you avoid this? Don't lose. I mean, Sometimes easier said than done, my friend. Just, just go there and win. Don't lose. Just go, just go there and win, Duke. Come on. Come on, Duke. What's wrong with you, Duke? That's right. We're sitting, uh, my friend and I, Chris, we're, he's like, hey, what do you think? Michigan State, Ohio State? I'm like, in East Lansing? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Michigan State. I'm like, Ohio State's garbage. Then they go out and win. So what do I know about anything? So, Michigan State has interior offensive problems, though. Oh, yeah. They, that's a problem for them. Tom Izzo's, you know, and like they said yesterday, I don't remember who it was, can't make a trade. Transfer nope. portal's closed. Can't make a trade. These you are your guys. Get, you can't go out and get a, all of a sudden a, a post player that, mm-hmm. that creates an interior threat for you. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it's the good, the bad, the ugly this, uh, on this Monday. Text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. And uh, joining us uh, in the studio this morning are are uh, privileged to have uh, Josh Cook with uh, Victory Life Church, the pastor out at uh, Victory Life, Craig Unfred, who uh, also is an assistant coach for the Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team. Craig, congratulations to you and Michael and the coaching staff on a, on a fantastic victory Saturday. Well, thank you so much. Why don't you get a little closer to that microphone? If You can, you can bend that up just a little. There you go. I'm a rookie. So. That's, that's okay. No, that's all right. Sometimes we feel like we're rookies here. Sometimes we feel like we learn something new every day. Well, gentlemen, we, we appreciate you coming in. It's the uh, 2024 Strong and Courageous Men's Conference is coming up this Friday and Saturday. And uh, this is out at Victory Life Church, correct? That's uh, right. And for, give us the address for that, Josh, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's 2066 Highway 6 and 50. We're the building there as you're heading between Grand Junction and Fruit on 6 and 50. You can't miss it. And you've got uh, an array of guests, but yeah. uh, probably 
No offense to the other folks speaking. Right. They're, they're, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah. But Ed McCaffrey resonates with a lot of people. Of course, uh, Ed, uh, Super Bowl champion yeah. with the Niners, but of course, back-to-back Super Bowl wins with the Broncos and Super Bowls 32 and 33. One of the all-time great uh, Broncos wide receivers. Ed's coming in, and so what do you expect to hear from Ed when he comes to to speak during the conference coming up this weekend? Yeah, we are just uh, thrilled that we got Ed to come and and be part of our conference. Um, Ed's going to talk to us, of course, about his NFL playing career, going to talk to us about the Super Bowls, might mention the broken leg. We're not sure, but... um, uh, (laughs) I wouldn't if I was him. Yeah, that's right. I'll just leave that part of my career out. Leave that one out. Um, You know, we've asked him to talk about uh, his playing career, but also how he balanced, you know, his life with family and being a husband, being a father, um, you his know, faith. his faith. Absolutely. He's going to talk to us about his faith as well. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting night. And Craig, you know, uh, several of the high school teams are going to be out there. Some of the kids from those programs will be out there and just, this is for anybody, right? Any, any, absolutely. any guys that want to go out and and listen to Ed and some of the other speakers, and we'll talk about the other speakers as well. But uh, uh, a lot of the area teams are going to be out there. Yeah, we've got a lot of messages out to Palisade, all the local high school uh, football teams and kids. Uh, There's special deals that they get um, for tickets and stuff to listen to them. And I know he's the Valor head coach, so a lot of... A lot of people listening in on that kind well, of stuff. Well, Ed was the Valor head coach. He was, the Valor. Yeah, well, he, he was in Northern Colorado and yeah. now is looking for, for another, I think, coaching job at this point in time. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was a Valor Christian for yeah. a couple of years before going to Northern Colorado. And um, I saw where Bob Stitt. Remember Bob Stitt, Buckeye? Yeah. Mines coach. He's now the offensive coordinator at Valor Christian. Jeez. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's that's a pretty that's a pretty good get if you're uh, if you're Valor Christian to get a guy like Bob yeah. Stitt that was so good at Colorado School of Mines. But uh, Josh, let's talk about what I mean. The focus of the weekend is what for somebody that goes out and attends us. What uh, what what are they hoping to glean from this and and learn during the the strong and courageous men's conference? Yeah, I mean the title really uh, speaks for it. We we really are just encouraging men to be strong and courageous, not only in their faith but also in. Uh, every area of their lives, uh, whether it's being a father, being a husband, uh, on the job. Um, we just want to encourage men to be the best that they possibly can be. And we, of course, it's a faith-based conference. So we uh, talk about God and how he works in our lives and, and helping us be the men that he wants us to be. But um, we also have a lot of fun. We, uh, we eat and uh, we, we raffle off guns and all sorts of good stuff too. So it's a, it's a great time. So you, you, have, you have guns. What else are you going to be raffling off during the two-day event? Yeah, it's, uh, we got guns. We've got uh, camping and outdoor equipment. We've got some uh, sports memorabilia. Uh, of course, we'll have some, some autographed Ed McCaffrey uh, gear that guys can, can purchase raffle tickets for. And uh, kind of the, the big one of the, on Friday night is, is we'll have a, a full-size uh, regulation Broncos helmet that uh, Ed will autograph and the winner of that raffle gets that helmet, gets, uh, gets a picture with Ed, so uh, it should be good. Some fantastic stuff. Yeah. It's the uh, 2024 Strong and Courageous Men's Conference. It's Friday and Saturday at Victory Life Church in Fruta. And uh, so Ed McCaffrey speaks at 9 o'clock on, on Friday night. You also have prior to that at 7 o'clock, Dustin Woodward. Tell us about him. Yeah, Dustin's a good friend of mine. He pastors a, a, a good church down in Albuquerque, New Mexico called Citizen Church. And Dustin's kind of our visiting pastor if you will for the weekend so he'll be speaking friday night at seven and then also on saturday morning and then you also have uh, robert owens speaking on on saturday morning at eight forty-five. tell us about him yeah robert is uh he's a world-renowned uh endurance athlete he runs these ultra marathons and triathlons he trains navy seals he's he's a kind of guy that could could bend you in half pretty easily but uh, uh he was also the chaplain for the uh the uh University of Nevada Reno football team for a number of years and uh, been around athletics, uh, but also is going to speak about faith and and uh, his life of faith. And so, yeah, he's he's a pretty fantastic guy. We're talking with Pastor uh, Josh Cook with Victory Life Church in Fruit, also Craig Unfred, that uh, is an assistant uh, basketball coach at uh, Fruit, of Mon- Fruit of Monument High School with the boys, and uh, they've uh, coordinated this year's uh, Strong and Courageous Men's Conference at Victory Life Church in Fruit of this Friday. And Saturday, and so um, 
you're going to wrap it up with you'll have your own presentation uh, josh coming up on saturday give us a little a little tease of uh, what you're going to talk about uh, coming up on saturday yeah you know i'm just going to talk about um how how's men whether whether we are actually fathers or not uh, how we can leave a legacy and how we can be fathers and mentors in in uh, younger people's lives and so i'm going to be kind of challenging men to to really help that next generation that's coming up behind us to to be the best they can be and Craig, as I mentioned, you're with the Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team, and, and you do a little ministering with uh, with the players on the team as well. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, Michael Wells gave me kind of a good avenue for the kids, and it was an outreach uh, position. I coached the C team as well with uh, uh, with Karsten, but the main thing there was to be able to pray with the kids before the game and uh, be able to mentor them outside the game it's not just the basketball itself but it's actually the outside pressures of life been able to go to lunches with these kids and really just get into their head and and just be there for them in some of their tough times and stuff yeah i, I would imagine that to, to have an adult role model you're you're a husband father to, to have somebody like yourself to uh, for some of those young men to talk to i think it, it has to be a a wonderful opportunity for them to to use you as a sounding board Oh, absolutely, and opening the gym, and Max Orchard does not miss any, like, gym time period. is just such a blessing just to hang out with him. Well, Max, is at a, uh, he, he only had five points the other night against Highlands Ranch, but he had 16 rebounds. He was in double digits the other night. Uh, one of those uh, really good senior players that, that Michael Wells has mm-hmm. added for the monument. So uh, you have a little scouting report yet on, on Eagle Crest? Good basketball team beat Ralston Valley. Been, give us a little... A little well, insight here on a well, Monday about him? So here's the thing is uh, this coaching staff is probably the best I've seen around. Uh, just the thoughts of, of reviewing the videos and getting into that. Like we got to celebrate the game just a little bit and videos were already popped up that we need to scout. So they're going to be a tough team. But uh, number wise, we really match up to them. And as long as we play through the Wildcat game, I do believe we'll, we'll be all right. Well, we'll have Michael Wells on uh, before Thursday to talk about uh, the game coming up with Eagle Crest. They're they're eighteen and seven on the season. Uh, they went five and two in the six A Centennial. And uh, I, you know, when when you look at the doubters about this basketball team, uh, and we're getting a little fruit of monument centric here for just a couple minutes. But uh, you know, number one seed, a lot of people are like ah, you know, Wildcats play in the Southwest League. It's a combined five A six A. They're the only six A program in this side of the hill. They don't play. The, 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 you know, the, the great, you know, leagues over there, the Centennial, the Front Range, some of those conferences, I'd say that so far the, the Wildcats have, uh, have uh, quieted all the doubters here, at least uh, the first two games of the state tournament. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know uh, a lot of the chatter that got posted on there for our team was uh, definitely good for us to hear <clears throat> was things like they're a 2A team in a 6A division. Uh, they haven't played anybody yet, that kind of stuff. And he did and play we, Broomfield, and he beat him twice. We kind of, we so. kind of, <laughs> we kind of had played people, but people didn't realize that we had played people. And I think, if anything, uh, this was a statement game on on Saturday that we uh, didn't just barely win. We went out there and from first first quarter by to twenty fourth points. Quarter, at, yeah, one point we, in that game. We actually played a complete game, which is one of the first games this year that we played a first through fourth quarter game. Well, they had some good players, Ladavian King in particular, almost 18 points per game as a really good player, the, the junior for them. So it'll be a real challenge, 5.30 on Friday. We'll have that game right here on the Team Sports Network. So, Josh, back to the, the – we've we've talked a little Wildcat basketball, back to the, the strong and courageous men's conference coming up Friday and Saturday. Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about in terms of registration costs, those kind of things to, to be involved with? Yeah, this? you bet. Well, I also want to congratulate Michael. My two older kids are Fruto alums, so go Wildcats for sure. But, yeah, we, you can register uh, on our church website, which is victorylifepeople.church. That's victorylifepeople.church. Um, the registration is $65, um, and that includes um, all of the sessions. It includes two meals. Um, we are so fortunate to have Snooks Snooks Bottom Barbecue uh, catering good our stuff. event. Yeah, it'll be, oh, yeah, really good. Be a barbecue on Friday night and uh, massive breakfast burritos on Saturday morning, um, and then uh, that also includes um, a uh, raffle ticket. Every registration gets a raffle ticket for a beautiful uh, smoker that was donated by Snooks Bottom, and so every guy, even if they don't purchase any other raffle tickets, uh, they'll get an opportunity to. To possibly win that barbecue 
Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of great merchandise that can be purchased. Uh, both Craig and I are wearing the hats. Of course, you can't see them on the radio, but um, anything else I'm missing, Craig? No, I think that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. So registration $65. Um, if it's at the door, you want to make sure you register before Friday at noon because at the door uh, entry is $80. So That's 5 o'clock sure. uh, at Frick Your Life Church on Friday, by the way. Yes, thank you. Uh, 5 o'clock is the doors open. Uh, the dinner begins at 6 with that first session at 7. And as you said, uh, Ed will speak at 9 o'clock. All right. So a chance to win autographed Ed McCaffrey yep. a helmet and a lot of other great things. You mentioned guns, the smoker from Snook's Bottom as well, uh, but also a chance to uh, to really uh, uh, commiserate and, and, and be around uh, uh, other guys talking about some of the issues with faith and being a, a father yeah. and being a leader as and, well. And shout out to Jerry's uh, Outdoor Sports. They are uh, helping us with the guns and uh, got a lot of great sponsors for the whole event. So we're we're super excited. And, yeah, we, we just are believing for um, – Great things to happen for the men of our valley. So thanks so much. And what about getting signed up ahead? How do they do that? How do they get registered? Uh, yeah, they can Friday? actually register online uh, okay. through the website, victorylifepeople.church. There's a link for um, a strong, courageous men's conference, and they can register right online. All right. Fantastic, yep. guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. Pastor Josh Cook with Victory Life Church. Also, Craig Unford as well. One more time, give that uh, that website. You bet. Victorylifepeople.church. All right, very good. That's coming up this Friday and Saturday out at Victory Life Church in Fruit. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. On the other side, uh, we moved around the NFL to roughly 20 this morning. You'll hear from Russell Wilson. Russ wants to stay with the Broncos. He did a podcast with former Broncos receiver Brandon Marshall uh, the last couple of days. Uh, we'll dive into some of that. That's on the way. Also, are you ready to do... The number game? You want to do it right I now? I am, Bunker? yeah. Let's do it. Okay, let's go ahead. And it's time for the number game this morning. If I can find it here. There we go. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. Yes, up for grabs today is the huge case of Coors, the banquet beer, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. So a couple things to keep in mind. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. If you're under the age of 21, sit it out. If you don't want the prize, you can also sit it out. The answer is always a number. So if you text me like, the Rangers, you're, you're going to be wrong. Spring training is underway. The Rockies had their first ever 100 loss season last year. Still waiting on their first 100 win season in franchise history, by the way. They've gotten over 90, still waiting on 100. Since the Rockies joined the league in 1993, how many teams have had at least one 100 win season? First correct text only. First correct text answer on the Jim Davis Show text line 970-242-1340. Gets a case of Coors, the banquet beer, courtesy of High Country Beverage. How many teams since the Rockies joined Major League Baseball in 1993 have had 100 win seasons? Don't forget Rockies, Dodgers, spring training yep. baseball on the team today at 1 o'clock, by the way. Shohei's L.A. debut, except that's tomorrow against the White Sox. <laughs> oh! We'll get, we'll get to see Thanks. plenty of Shohei I know, against we're the see, Rockies We're, we're going to see years, way, so way too much of Shohei Otani. Uh, also give you a chance to win uh, a ticket to the uh, Strong and Courageous Men's Conference coming up. We'll do nice. that as well uh, before the end of the hour. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. Around the NFL is on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. All right, welcome back, A20. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Okay, it is time to go around the NFL this morning. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, let's lead things off with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was on the uh, Brandon Marshall podcast called I Am Athlete. And uh, he spent like 80 minutes wow. with Brandon Marshall. And this, of course, former Broncos receiver Brandon Marshall, who uh, Russ did say, I think you could be the next Oprah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I thought B. Marshall was pretty good. I thought he did a good job. I I didn't watch all 80 minutes of it, but I I listened to a substantial chunk. Mm -hmm. 
He did a good job. So okay. Russ was on Brandon Marshall's podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast, and uh, we'll we'll play a little bit of a, you know, a snippet here. Mm-hmm. It's so we got about minute twenty seven on this. This is Russ on on the question they most of us are intimately, if you're a Broncos fan, concerned about. Say things don't work out because I I watched uh, Tom Pelissero on Rich Eisen, Tom Pelissero NFL Network. Pelissero said, don't rule out Russ staying in Denver. He said, I don't think the odds are great, but it's not like it's a dead, you know, it's there's no chance, 0.0 chance. Mm-hmm. Because he feels like the Broncos are gonna they're gonna look around at free agency. They're gonna see what's out there. He also didn't rule out the Broncos trying to make some kind of big time play for Kirk Cousins. Gonna be very tough to do. Right. But it's a possibility. But that when it's all said and done, Broncos look around, don't like what they see. Russ looks around at possible landing spots, doesn't like what he sees because he wants to go someplace and start. Mm -hmm. And that both sides go, maybe we just maybe we just need to find a way to make this marriage work. And the Broncos still draft a quarterback. They still get a guy to develop. And and they move forward with Russell Wilson as their quarterback in 2024-2025. So if that does happen, Russ seems to be agreeable to the notion. Here's Russell Wilson on the Brandon Marshall I Am Athlete podcast. Do you Are you still obsessed with that? I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. Hold on. You, want, you can go back to Denver, bro? I can go back there. You can play with Coach Payton again? Yeah. I mean, it, Coach Payton been to one Super Bowl, won it. You've been to two Super Bowls. I mean, you, you, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's about winning. About winning. Over the next five years, I want to win two. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. So, you know, yeah, I want I want to go back to Denver. I hope I hope I get to go back. You know, I, I'd love to go back. To be honest with you, I got amazing teammates. Like I said, guys like Cortland, guys like Tim Patrick, um, guys like you know, never uh, played with Tim Patrick. Garrett Bowles and just different guys I got to play with. Javante. Where you gonna mention. live though, Russ? Your house is gonna be. Sold. My house ain't for sale. That, that you can't Wait, that, that. What you talking about? <laughs> I go on Instagram right now to say Russell Wilson's house up for sale. Yeah, that <laughs> is not for sale. It's not on the market right now. People, people think that I'm out of there, but you know, maybe I am. But no matter what, like I, I love to go back, you know. But you know, I, I committed there, you know, I committed to be there. I committed to win championships. I want to win more Super Bowls there, you know. I, I love the city and everything else, but you know, you also want to be a place that that wants you too. So, um, no matter what, you know, I know what God's got for me. Okay, that's Russell Wilson with Brandon Marshall, the I Am Athlete podcast. Russ seems to me. He's not a dumb guy. He's, I'm keeping all of my options available. Mm-hmm. I'm letting them know, even though I felt disrespected, where Pelissero, when, when I watched the bit with him, the yeah. piece on Rich Eisen, 4 o'clock, by the way, today on the team, Rich Eisen show. Oh, well, actually not today because of Rockies baseball, but most days. Most Monday, days. We'll Monday, have it after Rockies baseball. Yeah, Monday through Friday. That Pelissero kind of defended the Broncos on it. He said that the, the, what he understands is the Broncos asked Russ's agent, mm-hmm. and he's he's Russ's Russ is his only client. When Mark Rogers, I believe, is the the agent for Russell Wilson. Sounds right. It's his only guy. It's the only guy he reps. And that they asked him about deferring the the guaranteed injury, the injury guarantee payment, mm-hmm. just to to move it. So they had a little flexibility. Sure, yeah. That not at all what everybody's portraying. Well, there's more to this. According, mm-hmm. this is I'm just I'm I, just saying. I, I'm, what, I'm just saying yeah. what Pelissero has apparently learned about this. He works still for NFL Network, right? Uh yes, he does. Okay. But I like to think that Pelissero is a guy that would. That's you know if he thinks that there's you can be sitting next to Jim Trotter, he starts <laughs> asking hard questions. Well, I don't think I don't think we've reached that that standpoint. Anyway, I get what you're saying. But anyway, he said, 
that what they asked was nothing that was out of the ordinary. And that wasn't, and they, they never made the mandate of accept it or be prepared to be sat down. I'm not saying I'm buying everything that Tom Pelissero is saying, because it certainly looked, why wouldn't you play Russ the last two games? Why wouldn't you play him? Right. If you, if why would you come out and lie and say your best chance to win is Jared Stidham? My, my feeling about this is that they were ready to move on. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the fact that he wouldn't move the money, the injury guarantee money. It ticked them off. Sean Payton isn't exactly thrilled with what he's seen from, from Russell Wilson as yeah. his quarterback. And it's, let's see what Stidham's got because we're ready to move on. I'm not I'm not buying this whole thing. It was a spark. Because was Russ really the problem? Was playing Jared Stidham going to all of a sudden help that team win their last two games? No. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle between what Tom Pelosero is saying about the Broncos innocently asking their star quarterback to move money to give them some financial flexibility. I think there's some truth in that. But I also think there's some truth in they were ticked. Sean Payton was already frustrated with Russ, and they were ready to do something differently. But here's the interesting thing. We could be right back with these two parties being together. I don't think the chances are great. I agree with Tom Pelissero on that. I think they're very they're very minute, very slim that Russ is quarterbacking this team in, in 2024. But it certainly sounds like both parties are keeping their options open. From everything that, that Sean Payton said, I have a great re- relationship with Russ, to Russ saying, boy, I'd sure like to win a Super Bowl here, multiple Super Bowls. I kind of like to finish what I've started here. My house is not up for sale. That everybody's saying the right thing at the moment. Right. And he's trying to play both sides of the fence, which I understand. I get to an extent. But if you're Russ, you don't want to paint yourself in a corner. If you're the Broncos... You've already kind of painted yourself in a corner. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make it worse because you could look around and go, we're not in that bad of shape with Russ compared to what's out there. No, no, you're, you're really not. And, and you and I both feel that way anyway. And my thing for, for Russ is also like, why does he have to be the one to renegotiate? Why does he have to be the one that's the emphasis is on him when he wants to be here. They don't want him here. The coach that signed him to the contract is no longer there. The coach that is there came aboard knowing that this is what the contract is going to be. But now it's on Rust. Well, Rust, you got to yeah, help us out here. Why? It's like you guys Why made exactly? the mistake. You guys screwed up. You guys yeah. gave him that extension. You made that decision, Broncos. Why is it on Russ to be the one that's like, well, come on, Russ, you got to help the team out here. Why exactly? Why is that his responsibility? When you guys made this decision. Yeah. To, he had two years. Could have let him play it out. Could have done that. Mm-hmm. And everything, you could have seen where it went. And if you didn't like it, you could have moved on without wow. without suffering the, the financial repercussions mm-hmm. of what 84 some million dollars that you're going to have to try to figure out how to deal with when it comes to dead money. Well, new new stepdad, Sean Payton, doesn't like the ex-husband's kids, Russell Wilson. Oh. He'd prefer if you would just ship this one off to an orphanage and... We can make our own kids. A little bit of that. A little bit of that feeling going on. Not my quarterback. Right. Not the guy that I wanted. He's not running on my <laughs> offense. All right. A couple other things around the NFL. Uh, USC's Caleb Williams, LSU's Jaden Daniels are not going to throw at the combine coming up. But uh, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., Oregon's Bo Nix, and Michigan's J.J. McCarthy will throw in Indianapolis, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. And quarterbacks will be on the field Saturday. So, you know, the Broncos will be uh, there watching 
with great interest. Bated breath. With those three guys throwing with one of them possibly maybe ending up as the Broncos quarterback when the draft rolls around. All right. And one final note today, Peter King calling it quits. Yeah, I saw that. Peter King, football morning in America, uh, deciding it's uh, time to retire. Monday morning quarterback. At times he was. Now it's Albert Breer. I enjoyed his stuff. There were there were times that Peter King, Peter King liked a lot of Peter King. Uh, yeah, he was very much Randy Moss. I love me some me. But he also, I, I thought, broke down a lot of different games, a lot of different angles, some great kind of feature piece work. Mm-hmm. The, the Monday morning quarterback, Football Morning in America, was a, to me, it was kind of a must read. Even if you oh, don't yeah. like Peter King, you always learn something you from it. You at least skimmed it. Absolutely. If you loved the game like a lot of us do. Absolutely. All right, uh, who do we have on the team line this morning? Jeff wants to talk Russell Wilson. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Hi, guys. It's been a while since we've talked. But, um, well, good to have you back, Jeff. We, we, need to, we need to leave well enough alone. That six-game winning streak, and I, we've been season ticket holders. We've been to all these games. You get to be right there in the trenches watching this. When this team is together... Whether and I can't decipher whether Sean Payton doesn't think he's got his guy, but when they were in sync as a team, they played as well as anybody. And when they weren't in sync, they played as bad as anybody. But the the point of this is is why we have changed coaches, quarterbacks, like a, a, a lottery machine, and hoping that to come out with the best guy work with this guy build that line around him as and it's getting better and better it's not there yet but why not stick with what you've got quit wasting money and you're gonna you're gonna you can't win this situation getting rid of russell wilson you just said there's 84 million of dead money we don't need that at this point we need to take what we've got and perfect it and polish it take Look at some old Vince Lombardi film of what he did back in the day and, and live by that religion of ethic and whatnot. And I think we got that Super Bowl team again. Stick with what we've got. And that's all I got to say. Thanks, guys. All right, Jeff. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in, my friend. Take care. Thanks. Um, I just think at some point you've, you've, created, your, you've created a financial liability. For yourself by what you offered Russell Wilson. You hung an albatross yeah. around your own neck. You you created that. You, you put the millstone around your neck. And so how do you deal with this? Well, at this point in time, well, handle it poorly because you, you ticked that guy off now. Mm-hmm. And they're lucky it's Russell Wilson, who probably is the kind of guy that's agreeable enough that he'll he'll come back. Yeah. Because he'll look around and realize... I don't have a better situation out there. There's nothing better for me at this moment. Mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall put it on a tee for Russ, and he bunted. And I think the Broncos should be lucky about that. PR-wise? And, and he talked more earlier on about the whole thing with, with getting benched and how hard it was, and it kind of came out of left field for him. But he focused very much on his own, you know, situation. Like, he did not... He could have crapped all over He could them. have taken the team behind the woodshed and beat him about the head and face, and he didn't. I don't but think can, that's Russ's kind of guy while he's still trying to play. Yeah, that that's not who he is. And he realizes that... He's bitter that, about it, you can tell, and, but and, he's and, not going to go into it. And, and you can't blame him for being bitter right. about it. And I think, that, like you said, though, he's looking around, kind of like what Pelissero said. Mm-hmm. He looks around and goes... Where am I going to go? Will Atlanta want him? Maybe. There's been a lot of talk about Atlanta looking for a quarterback, and Russ might be that guy. Pittsburgh, because of the Mike Tomlin love affair there. Mm-hmm. But there there seems to be a sense that maybe they're not sold on Wilson. Can you pick it? May still get another opportunity there to be the starting quarterback. That remains to be seen. And- I mean... I mean, you've you've heard Chicago possibly at one point before this whole, and then again recently. Well, if they don't draft Caleb Williams, they get rid of Fields. They could go with Russ. I've heard I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you? Okay, 
You've got Justin Fields. Why why would you why would you go get Russell Wilson now? You drafted you drafted him. You have the top pick. You can take Caleb Williams if you want to. Yeah. Why how does Russ fic- factor in to this at this point in time for Chicago? I would not even entertain the thought if I'm the Bears. And I, yeah. if you're Russ, I know there's a little bit of ego and sometimes quarterbacks have a lot of ego and you need to. But I can almost guarantee he sits back and he looks at the last five Super Bowls. It's like better than Brock Purdy. Yeah. And this is in his mind. I'm not saying this is accurate. Better than Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Not as good 45 as 45 year but... old Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, who, yes, took a team to a Super Bowl. I'm better than all those guys. Right. The only guy that's the outlier is Mahomes. Is Mahomes. And he may, with the ego that you need to play quarterback, be like, I can play like that. Give me, you know, give give me a team that talented around me, and give I me can a Travis get, a, Kelsey. get to a Super Bowl give too. Me, give, yeah. me, give me a big-time playmaker. I can, I can get us there. So there's probably part of that as to the, you know, I feel like I can still do this because why wouldn't he? It takes more than just two average and one mediocre year to have a quarterback go like, yeah, I just can't do this anymore. It's going to take more than that, especially when you take a look and be like, oh, the offensive line is kind of bad. Like I play, I played two years with Tim Patrick. You haven't actually. You no, haven't played zero with Tim. You've Patrick. seen Tim Patrick. You've you been around him. him. You threw some passes to him before he yeah. got hurt. You know, but but no, you've not you've not actually played with Tim Patrick. You've yet to play in Denver with a number one wide receiver. Sorry, no, Corlin. No offense to any of the guys there or Jerry Judy. Right. So, yeah, there's probably part of him that's like, just give me a team around me and I can make this happen. And part of that though goes to not necessarily on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. Chiefs won because they've got Mahomes and mm-hmm. they've got Kelsey. But you know else why they won a Super Bowl? They had a fantastic defense. They had a fantastic defense, which Denver's had that in the past. Mm-hmm. They did not this last season. Russell Wilson has no control over that part of the football team. And so... They were 8-3 well, and three when they committed... One or fewer turnovers offensively. They were six and one when the defense got more than a two or more turnovers. When the defense didn't cause any turnovers, they usually didn't win those games. When the five game winning streak, they went, I think the number was sixteen turnovers they yeah. forced. They when they were they were playing elite football mm-hmm. during that stretch of time. They were sixteen to three turnover ratio. But while I I appreciated Jeff calling in, it was great to hear from him. Yeah. I, I disagree that the Broncos are a are close to being a Super Bowl contender. They're not. Until the defense gets better and they sort some things out on the offensive side with, with pass protection, who the heck's going to play quarterback for this team, mm-hmm. getting an elite wide receiver, getting a tight end, a productive tight end, a pass-catching they, tight end. They're close the, under the guise of any given Sunday, sure, and it's almost March. Everybody's as close as everybody else right Lost now. a lot of close games this season. Right starting with the opener against the Raiders. The only team that's ahead of anybody else is Kansas City. But it's still, to me, not a team that's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Because it's not a good enough team to get to the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs this year. There's more to just, the as we've talked about, the the Russ problem with this team. Got to find another corner to go opposite Mm -hmm. PS2. Defensive line, got some issues there. You know, as much as I've liked DJ Jones, DJ Jones is probably a guy that they need to look at moving on from. Yeah. Help their their run defense was terrible, and that's supposed to be his you know thing he hangs his hat on. He didn't help out in that regard. Mm-hmm. He didn't collapse the pocket. He didn't put much pressure up inside from from his defensive tackle spot. They've got some promising edge rushers like Baron Browning, Nick Benito, yeah. Jonathan Cooper, promising guys. Guys their run are, defense sucked. Their pass defense sucked. <laughs> and, and so you, you can't sit here and say, well, was Russ and the offense's fault? Well, no, it wasn't. They gave up 6,300 yards. They gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. 
They were 27th in points allowed, 29th in yards allowed. I agree with Jeff in, though, in that you've got to stay the course here. And once again, with, with Russ, that's that means Russ staying. Right. But also the problem is the other guy that stays is a, I'm going to lose my way rather than win your way. And that's a Sean Payton guy. And all I know is this. If that is the case, and, and Sean Payton drafts Bo Nix or wh- whatever whatever happens, or they they find a way to get Kirk Cousins to come to Denver, oh, whatever man. happens there, man, it better work. Because his his legacy is now at stake. The smartest guy in the room who, who won a Super Bowl in New Orleans, that's all well and mm-hmm. good. But that reputation's at stake now. Did he make the Broncos a better team in 2023? I think so, in some ways. I think it was a more disciplined team, but there were areas they took great steps backwards, like the defense, which I get it. That's not the thing he hangs his hat on, but the last time I checked when you had the head coach, that's still something you have to be called out for <laughs> because you didn't get it right in who you hired and you didn't get it right with the personnel that you have. You may not hang your hat there, but it should probably still look like a hat rack. It, it still yeah. needs to be something you, you, you give a rip about, that you care about. And if you're going to bring in Kirk Cousins and keep Russell Wilson, can we put this team on hard knocks? Because <laughs> that room is going to be uh, the cheesiest of cheese balls ever. Well, I think guarantee Russ if, wearing if, his own shirt and Kirk wearing no shirt. It will be amazing. I'll guarantee you this. If Kirk Cousins comes to Denver, if that does happen, Russ is, I know, Russ is still, long gone. We can hope. Right? I mean, maybe Russ goes to Minnesota. For I mean, a fan I've, of I've watch- heard yeah. I've heard that too that Russ might go to Minnesota. For a fan of watching all things awkward, that would be great. Two Even the, if it's a week. Two of the nerdiest guys oh in the NFL, gosh. the two nerdiest quarterbacks yeah. in the league in the same QB right. room. Carpooling in a nineteen seventy one Wagoneer. You know? If can, they made it that year. I, can, I don't know. I could see panel Kirk sides. Pull it up to uh yep. Pull up to Russ's mansion. Seventeen bedroom, beep, beep. twenty-one bathroom mansion. Hey Russ, wah, wah. want to go grab a cup yeah. of coffee and an egg McMuffin before we go to practice with their kids playing catch? Yeah. Hey kids, you want to go to? Which is not derisive. Want to go to work thing, with, You want to go to work with your dads? Come yeah. on, let's bring your kids to work day. Here they go pick up Jared. Hop in the back of the wagon family truckster and let's yeah. let's go over to Dove Valley. <laughs> family truckster. <laughs> Tried to put gas. Got, it's got the the fake wood yeah. grain paneling on the side, you know, vintage 1975. Two quarterbacks, one shirt between them, and it's <laughs> Russell Wilson wearing his own jersey. All right, 844. That's a buddy cop movie I'd watch. I would I would watch that too. I would be. That, remember the movie? Was it the Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, Nice Guys? Yeah. It was not a great movie, but it was, I, I kind of liked the idea of it. They would be the nice guys. Mm-hmm. One uh, final thing it has nothing to do with the Broncos. But Ryan Gosling, you see where uh, Stallone said, I turn over the Rocky franchise to Ryan Gosling. He thinks Gosling would be a great Rambo. Ken from Barbie would be a great Rambo. I just don't think so. I I, I don't see it. I just don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy Rambo coming out of the force. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl, what you doing? But the abs, it. though, the abs would work. I mean, well, that, would, yeah. that would transfer from Ken to, to Rambo. But Ryan Gosling's abs looks like hard work. Rambo's abs looked like hard science. No offense. Oh. Ooh, ouch. We're still looking for a winner for the number game, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Spring training is underway. Rockies still waiting on their first 100 win season. Is it going to be this year? No. No. Will they get to 100 adding last year to this year will they win at least 50 41 games this year maybe they might but since the rockies joined the league in 1993 how many teams have had 100 win seasons we have a guess for seven that was fairly low we're still looking for the correct answer most guesses have been in the single digits all right so get your guess in right now to win that case of coors original from High Country Beverage, text in your answer. Must be 21 or older. If you won the last two weeks, don't play. 970-242-1340. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. 
Welcome back in 849. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. It's time for Brown's cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call. Was that a good call or did they totally blow it? It's good call or bad call. And it's brought to you by Brown's cremation and funeral service. Call them today at 970-255-8888. Always a good call to make your arrangements in advance. A bad call leaving it up to your grieving loved ones to make your arrangements. Call them today. Brown's cremation and funeral service. 970-255-8888. All right. Uh, good call, bad call. The Los Angeles Clippers, will have, they have a new logo. Steve Ballmer introduced a, um, a new logo. He introduced a geometric mark nine, it was nine years after he introduced a geometric mark that Ballmer did. The team is now leaning into its nautical roots. It's a navy blue ship with basketball lines etched into its hull. Uh, sits inside of a C-shaped compass that's carved. And the new uniforms will feature the, the same classic font with more of an emphasis, though, on navy blue. So they won't really use the logo on the uniforms. I will say uh, the red they had with Darius Miles was a slick looking color, but I like, like this logo, actually. I'm, I'm going to go bad call. Looks like a cruise ship. <laughs> does, it, does it look to me like it's supposed to be supposed to be a clipper ship, right? Well, and a that's clipper not, is a boat. But it looks like First a cruise a boat. It looks like a cruise ship. At least it looks like a boat. It looks I clean. I like that about it. It's clean. It does look like a boat, but it looks like a Princess Cruise Line ship. It's not bad if you're into that sort of thing. I know. Thing. It's a, I know. I'm just saying, though, I think Clipper, I think a sailing ship with masts and yeah. that kind of Clipper. But I like the I like the uniforms. I like them keeping the old font. I like the And I like blue. the red. And the, the blue's got, I like. It's really nice. The red looks good, too. Yep. It's going to be we're, slick. We're not Clippers fans, but it's it's a good-looking mm-hmm. uni. I'll It'll be a good look. That. I'm not sold on the on the logo. The nice thing about basketball is you don't see the logo that much. That's true. Unless it's on the court. And they'll change that for the tournament and... You know, throwbacks and the whole thing. So, anyway, my good call, bad call. I don't, we're staying with uh, fashion and design. Got the first in-action look at Major League Baseball uniforms this weekend. Yes. Wow, do they suck. <laughs> bad Even... call on Major League Baseball running those out there. Yikes. Like somebody bought them at a gas station. It's like a Bucky's. Actually, Bucky's would probably look better. It's more like a Wawa's jersey. Goodness gracious. They're, they're terrible. They were terrible before they even rolled them out to actually wearing them in a game. Yeah. And yeah, they're even worse Man on the field. Man alive. Even Some worse of the memes the with the uh, blackout boxes over players because the pants are kind of see-through are hilarious. But man alive. Oof. Hey, suck. I was watching Mariners Guardians yesterday. I feel bad for the Mariners. Their jerseys and their hats are two different colors Ugh. of gross green. And then the kid that was pitching was like Day or Fry is a three-letter last name, and it was arced all weird. <laughs> Poor kids wear like 74, and it's arced all differently. And then the Guardians, just this is neither here nor there. Make all the letters the same color. Like, don't have your regular guys like Jose Ramirez with the red letters and then your 81 Acosta with the big white letters. Like, we know you just used athletic tape to put those on there. Come on. Come on. Come on, MLB. As much as you're charging me for a flex hat, you can put the same font of letters on everybody's jersey. All right. So that's Brown's cremation and funeral service. Good call. Bad call. Time for prep stars. It's time to let us. All right, uh, my prep stars, Montrose girls basketball player Tegan Rocco, 18 points against Pueblo West to lead the Red Hawks girls into the grade eight. Once again, we'll have that game this Friday over on the Monkey, 93.5 in Montrose, a pregame at 645. My male prep stars, Daniel Thomason of the Fruit of Monument Wildcats, 25-0, double-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Wildcats into the grade eight and six A. We'll have that game on the team coming up Thursday with pregame at five fifteen. Uh on my girls prep star, I'm going with Rangeley girls basketball team as a whole. They're the two seed in the two A state tournament. Good luck to them. On the boys' side, Carter Ralston from Plateau Valley had fifteen points. All threes in their semifinal win 
going back to Friday. And I have an extra. It's not sports, but Delta. Yes. Back-to-back speech and debate state champs. Congratulations, Delta argue. speech and debate. Yes. I love arguing. You know me. I'm one I'm, of those argumentative types. Congratulations, the Delta yeah. speech and debate team. All right, Mighty Mavs this morning. The best of CMU sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. All right, former Central standout, Colorado Mesa softball player Maya Arietta, home run. She went three for four, drove in three, and the Mavericks win over over uh, the School of Mines and the Mavericks getting the sweep against Ore Diggers this past weekend. And then my male Mighty Map, Paul Schoenfeld for the Maverick baseball team, a hit for the cycle against Northwest Nazarene, a loss the first since Hayden McGeary back in 2021 when he hit for the cycle against Adams State. Those are my Mighty Mavs today. My female Mighty Mav is Laura Gutierrez on the women's basketball team. She got north of 1,000 career points. 452 with CMU, by the way. She had a lot with Adam State, but congratulations to her. And Trevor Baskin, career high 43 against Ty. 116. The Big Ten takes three games to score 116 points in Ben's basketball. Mavs did it in one night, didn't even need overtime. Mavs the free throw record as well. We'll talk more about that with Mike DeGeorge coming up. Also, Taylor Wagner as well. All right. So, right now, I'll have you text in. Uh, we had uh, Josh Cook and Craig Unford in for the uh, Strong and Courageous Men's Conference. It's out at Victory Life Church in Fruita this Friday and Saturday. Ed McCaffrey will speak Friday night. Yes, that Ed McCaffrey, the former uh, Denver Bronco wide receiver. And so what we'll do right now, first two that text in, you get a ticket to that, to the Strong and Courageous Men's Conference to see Ed McCaffrey this Friday night at 9 o'clock. Please text in your first name, also your, we'll have your cell number, obviously, and your email address. So you get a ticket, one ticket, the first two that text in get a ticket to the Strong and Courageous Men's Conference at uh, Victory Life Church in Fruta this weekend. Ed McCaffrey speaks Friday night. So text in right now on the team line, 970-242-1340 to see Ed McCaffrey uh, speak out at Victory Life Church on Friday night. We'll take a break. We'll come back next hour. We'll talk with Maverick basketball coaches Mike DeGeorge and Taylor Wagner. That's on the way on the team sports network.